Hello, Intrigues! You're listening to Philosophical Fools, and it's me, Liz! This is my new segment called TV Talk, where I'll be talking about the TV shows and movies that I'm watching on my stream devices, such as Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, Stars, HBO Max, maybe Disney, not too much. Um, Peacock... I'll list where I watch them whenever I discuss them. But yeah, I just figured that I mentioned a lot of movies and TV shows in our regular podcast, so it's time to do a segment, a solo segment, woohoo, getting personal here, about the things I'm watching and a little bit of information about them to help you decide maybe you want to watch it, maybe you don't want to waste your time, or at least if you're going to watch it, you have an idea of what you're getting into. So, um, one of our podcasts a couple weeks ago, I mentioned about Jeepers Creepers. If you happen to hear that one, there's a lot of spoilers in there. This segment's not about trying to spoil, try, I say word try, trying to spoil the experience for you, but I might get into some details on some things I can't promise you. So, if you don't want to hear spoilers, I guess I'll have to just try to remember to say spoiler alert but anyways i also feel like the more that i give detail and describe something i'm watching that i'm interested in maybe the more you'll find it interesting or something that you want to watch so we'll start with uh jeepers creepers that i mentioned um if you are from the era where jeepers creepers was something you really and I can't say enjoyed because it was scary, but that it was well produced and made that kept your interest to see all three of them, I would not recommend watching the new Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Um, It will disappoint you terribly. They kind of destroy the plot from the what we know of the creature. So they destroy the plot, they add some weird things that don't make sense, and overall you'll just be upset about it however it is the new generation trying to create this into the new light i don't think it's going to go anywhere um they should have just stuck to the original or just left it alone that's that's my opinion of course but if you are going to watch it or if you've watched it and you agreed that's time we can't get back unfortunately but if you're going to watch it just go into it with that mind. It is new. It is not coming off of the last one. It is literally a reborn. Alright, so from there, I... And uh, that is streaming on Hulu right now. Then I watched, in the paranormal realm of things, kind of documentary-esque, Sleepless Unrest. Um... That one is about the house that The Conjuring is based off of, but it's the real house, and it's a couple that have purchased the house, and they've opened it to paranormal investigators to come and try to capture any activity that they can. So the people that own it don't seem too terrified of the property or the house. They've been there, I think, when this was done, it was... I can't remember what year it said, uh, 2021, so it wasn't that long ago. And the people had lived there for a year and decided to let people come in and film things in their home. 
So that was pretty interesting. It's just, to me, it's unique to watch. Most of the time when I watch these paranormal things, like I do personally believe in paranormal, but it's hard to watch on a streaming device or watch other people record and 100% believe what they caught is what they're, they're saying it is. I don't know. Um, I do like, however, with the new age, they aren't really trying to prove that it is or isn't. They're just catching things and trying to leave it up to you to decide. Um, obviously, if, if you watch this or if you have watched it, then you'll agree that there are parts that seem like they are done just for the theatrical. Because, I mean, come on, you don't want it to be boring. So you have to do things to kind of put people on edge whether something happens or not. But this one, if everything that they've caught is evidence for it, they've caught some good evidence. So I do recommend watching it just if you like that kind of paranormal documentary, let's go into a haunted house and record things. I think that might be something I want to do for a living now. But anyways, that's a good one to watch. Um, more so just the location, just seeing where it's at and how it could how it could possibly be open to something like that. So along the same lines is, um, and that one is on Amazon that I watched that on Amazon Prime, Amazon Video, whatever you call it. And I also have watched the house in between the first and the second one. So the first one was filmed in 2020 and the second one was filmed in 2022. That one's not about a... They're not sure what it is, truthfully. They they are trying to just gather information and figure out what is going on in this house because this house was a build in the 90s. It's not something that's been standing in. It's the same owner that had it built. So it's not that it someone died in the house or is haunting the house to so that extreme. It's more about what is happening because there are some weird things happening in it. It was a good watch for that... I have nothing else to watch and this seems kind of cool. Let me just check it out. It's not something that I would say hurry up and go out and watch. It's just one of those boredom things. I think that any of my paranormal movies or shows are a type of boredom. I just want to feel like my house is haunted for a little bit, I guess. <laughs> um, so yes, the, there's not really a resolution to it. There's a lot of information and a lot of cool things. Whether they're real or they're made for, for the video, it's still neat. It's still interesting. And if someone was able to do that, then well, they did a good job. And I think that you'll find it entertaining. That's a good way to put it. It's entertaining. So yes, the, um, there's two of those and those are on uh, freebie. You can catch that on there. So, um, we'll turn the note a little bit because, uh, one of the shows, I do watch cooking shows, you'll find out with these segments that I watch random and a little bit of everything, and I watch a lot, not that I'm sitting there watching TV, which is what some of you probably will think by how much I do watch or know about streaming devices and TV, but I do have a life, it's just the fact that I don't like silence, and so... There's always something on my TV running. Otherwise, I will start talking to myself and answering myself. And that's not that's not good either. 
So now I'm going to talk to you guys whenever I watch something interesting because I know some people in my life are tired of hearing all the things that I watch, but that is a part of my life. I like to be entertained. So hopefully I can entertain you. Alright, so with that being said, I have some cooking shows that I've been watching and one of them I watch while I'm cooking dinner and that's on Netflix. It's called um, Cook at All Cost. If you're a fan of Cutthroat Kitchen, that's kind of what it's like, the whole aesthetic. And that's, it's neat because you have three different crates that you choose from. There's a spend, a save, and a mystery box. And you get to bid on which one you want and which one you're going to give to your opponents. And you have a bank that you're spending out of. And then randomly throughout the challenge, the cooking challenge, there will be items up for you to bid for to add to your dishes. Which you will need things to add to help your dish be better. And then it's a an actual chef that is behind there that has created these bags for you and created these items and they are literally blind taste testing so it's not like they sit there and watch you and know what you're doing and how you did it to be able to critique the technique they're literally going off of taste and they're not they don't know who it is and then they pick the winner and whatever you have left in your bank is what you take home so that's a fun that's just a fun cooking show and then I've kind of been um because I never have watched the Master Chef Junior before, and I kind of binge have been binging that. That's the thing that's been on in the background when I'm crafting or cleaning or whatever throughout my day. That's what's kind of been in the background. I just like watching the Master Chef Junior. I like uh, Gordon Ramsay as the host of the show, and I like him a lot. But sometimes his anger gets and the drama gets in the way so watching the ones with the children it's just exciting that they're 8 to 13 year olds producing dishes that adults have trouble doing and that's just an inspiration it kind of gives me to be like oh if these kids are making these great fancy dishes what am I doing with my life <laughs> so it kind of sparked some some creativity and got me back in the kitchen and wanting to cook and it's just a fun, you get to see a goofy side of Gordon Ramsay and he has special um, judges on throughout the series. So it's just a fun, a fun cooking show if you're just looking for something to relax to and you don't really need to keep your eye on it the whole time. That's a good one. And that brings me to the latest endeavor that I've really been I, I literally just started watching this last night and I had to catch up the rest of the way this morning and that is The Last of Us. Oh, MasterChef is on Hulu. MasterChef Junior is on Hulu as well as a lot of other Gordon Ramsay shows. So The Last of Us is an HBO Max show and that one, that is really good. Um, for me, uh, to some people they might be tired of this whole post-apocalyptic world or zombie idea but the last of us brings a whole different idea to what zombies would be um i am a big zombie post-apocalyptic movie tv show i was really bit really into the walking dead yes i know the last few seasons were kind of drug out and got a little tired but I had to finish it. It's one of those things that I just have to see what they're gonna do and I have to see what characters make it to the end. 
Um, but I had started watching that from the very beginning. Always have been a zombie fan, you know, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, all of... Uh, I, I can't even remember the other ones right now. I even watched iZombie. That one is streaming on Netflix. That's a... I like that take, too. I like the... The metaphors that they use our day and age in that show so that's a good one and maybe on some of these shows I'll be able to bring a philosophical idea to some of them and that's what The Last of Us would be um it is a sort of zombie pandemic that happened it's just interesting in the way that it happened and it's more realistic I it's something we could see yes of course I know science um there's got to be variables, but the idea that those variables, if nature allowed it, that it could happen. Uh, the first episode, I will say, is a little hard to get through. It's an hour and a half. It's like a movie length, but it's setting up the whole story and characters for you. And it is long, and parts of it, you're like, oh my gosh, can we just get to the action? Well, it will get to the action, and apparently, which I didn't know because my husband told me this, is that it's based off of a game. He started watching it, but he said it's too different than the game, which I get it. As someone that you play this and or read a book or something in the fantasy realm and you want to see it brought to life exactly how it is, however, I also get from the other side, you don't want people to know the outcome. So... That is why they do it different, and without knowing anything about the game, I think it's interesting, and I like the idea. It's not your typical, um, we're just gonna go out and kill all these infected creatures. This actually just shows you how it started, and then it jumps to 20 years later. So they've been living with this condition for 20 years, and it kind of shows how society changed how they live now in the world that they have. So, um, that is a weekly release on HBO Max. So you're not going to be able to start that and just binge watch the whole season just yet. There's only, there's six episodes out right now. So I will keep you up to date with that one. I just have to say that if you watch it, don't get too attached to characters that are introduced because it's not like The Walking Dead where they introduce characters and you get like a whole season of liking them and then they kill them in the next season. This one is like introduce them to you and then you are like, okay, they're now part of this team and they're gone. So don't get too attached. The main plot of it is a mission based. Um, it's a man, the main character Joel, who's supposed to take this young girl Ellie from Boston all the way to Wyoming. So. That's just where I'm at right now. I'm not sure if I'm going to make this like a weekly or a bi-weekly segment just yet. So just stay tuned. Hopefully you enjoyed this. You can always uh, you can always send recommendations of TV shows or movies and where you watch them to foolspodcast at gmail.com. That's P-H-O-O-L-S podcast at gmail.com. And just put in the subject liner TV talk. That way I know that it's specifically for this segment. Alright, hope you guys keep listening. And as always, you can follow us on Facebook at Philosophical Fools with a PH. Or on Twitter at Philosophical Fools with a PH. 
We hopefully can get an Instagram up soon, but that's our other partner that's in charge of that. So anyways, Intrigues, keep it real.